Good morning, and thanks for joining us today. My name is Jordan Wickland, Special Projects Editor at Fender Bender. Today, we're joined by John J.B. Burkhauser in a podcast regarding tech and training in 2021. J.B. is an auto repair specialist with over 35 years of experience from A-level and ASE certified master technician, shop foreman, advisor, and shop manager to automotive trade school instructor and technical writer. He currently serves as the director of education at Bolton Technology, where he coaches independent and franchise repair facilities on how to grow their business through best practices and everyday technology, resulting in increased car count, repair order revenue, and customer trust. JB is also a highly sought after industry thought leader who has been published in both the US and Europe. John, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me on board, Jordan. I appreciate it. First, uh, context isn't necessary, but it's often important. It has been quite a year for training, for shops, for their for shop owners, for technicians, or maybe I should say the lack of training available. What has your experience with virtual training been? Well, I mean, I think you need to rephrase that question a little bit, Jordan, because in-person training has been kind of hard to get. But what I think has happened is the industry has come along and realized that we can't stop. So a lot of different groups have been doing online training. And what I like about the whole online business is that it's available to more people at better times. So that struggle converting from being in person into being online and for some of us people that are technicians and work on vehicles all the time going from the hands-on experience or the classroom experience to being online that too it's a little rough but I think overall it's better for everybody the way it's turned out yeah you know um it's 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 funny from within the industry it's it's a high-tech uh high-speed industry and it's something that many uh, clients, you know, and just car drivers uh, don't really know about. So it's been really refreshing and kind of reaffirming to see how swiftly, like many other industries, the uh, collision repair industry has sort of risen to the challenge. Um, you know, let's say I'm a, I'm a shop owner, though, and this year has come and gone, and I've been on the fence about, you know, spending money or sending, you know, my employees away, you know, out of the shop. Um, and it's my sense that I'm doing fine. The shop is doing fine. Uh, you know, why should I further train my staff? Well, liability, I think, is the biggest heading here because there's so much technology involved with today's vehicles that if your people, even just making uh, a simple bumper adjustment or something of that sort, if it's not done right and the car's got ADS or it's got some kind of self-parking thing, there's liability there now that you're going to be responsible for because it's not working right. And if you think that doing the work that you've done for years up to this point is going to continue to be the same, it isn't. You should already know that you've got all the different types of paints that are coming out. you got body parts that are being glued together. You have a whole lot of electronics that are now everywhere on the vehicle that all need to be taught to talk to each other and readjust, et cetera, et cetera. And the unfortunate thing is, is that if you don't get the training and you make repairs on those vehicles, they may go out and cause another accident or something else like that. And then it's going to come back on you. So I don't think anyone can afford not to be trained today. 
Sure, sure. I mean, you know, from the exterior of the vehicle to paint to certainly ADOS and interior, you know, modules and components, there's now miles and miles of unseen wires in every vehicle. Um, what sort of training, you know, do techs need? I mean, or, or, or maybe a better way to put it is, what do you see coming in the next three to five years that's going to be the most critical training for the contemporary shop to uh, work toward? Well, I think the most critical thing is the electronics, uh, electricity, basic electricity. And, you know, that I'm kind of a little biased because I did teach for a while and I taught um, basic electrical and I did AC. And at the school that I was teaching at, we did have a body shop part of the school and all those students had to go through my class. And with the electronics being prolific as they are right now, if a student doesn't have a basic understanding of electrical, that's going to cause a lot of problems. And I like to start with the very basics. And once you get that underneath your belt, then moving into some of the modular and other things that you need to attend, you know, moving into some of the other sections of the vehicle and getting a little more in depth will make a lot more sense. So my way of looking at it is you got to get out there and understand the basics of electric, then start moving yourself up and understanding more because you may leave a ground wire loose or something of that sort, and it's going to cause all sorts of craziness. And a ground wire is one of the most basic pieces of the circuit that you learn about in basic electrical. Do you imagine that we're moving toward a market that is simply going to pass over young techs if they don't have some sort of electrical computer, some sort of training like that? Or is there still going to be a place for let, let's call it the, the traditional 20th century uh, repair technician. In my opinion, there's always going to be a place for those technicians, but that's going to get smaller and smaller. And it's going to be very specific too. Because, you know, people holding on the cars now 11 years and with all the talk of everybody going to electric, how many people are going to want to hold on to their cars for 20 years now because they don't want to have an electric car. So there's always going to be metal out there for these folks to work on. But the thing is, it's going to get it to be a smaller and smaller part of the market. And the vehicles that are on the road getting damaged, whatnot, they're not going to be able to work on. So that'll become a larger part of what's coming in the door via tow truck or whatever. And they're going to have less and less of that to work with. So I say, yes, there will be, but you better be darn good at what you're doing um, to survive. Because there's always going to, we're always going to need someone that can straighten that fender, not replace it. Sure, sure. I know that that 11-year uh, marker has been something that we we've quoted for a couple of years now uh, in collision repair. Do you see that number increasing as cars become more specialized? Are people going to hold on to them even longer, or does the technology demand? updates, or do we simply not know what a vehicle is going to look like in 20 years? Well, let's, let's take a step backwards. You know, you look at science fiction movies and stuff like that. And here we are in 2021, uh, 2001, a space odyssey said that we'd be in space and doing all this crazy stuff, but we're not there. So even though technology is moving forward, we still are stuck in our houses where we have to open the windows by hand and open the doors by hand, but we have all this computer and electronics around us that brings us to conversations like this. So my answer to that is, is that you have to move forward and the technology, even though it's expanding, there's still going to be some of this old stuff left behind. You know, like the steampunk people, 
They're kind of like putting a technology that could have maybe possibly existed, but it was based on steam that they're working at. So it's, it's, it's really kind of cool, but at the same time, yes, there's going to be enough of this older stuff hanging out for a good while. And even though we're moving forward, um, you do need to know what the new technology is because it's going to affect you one way or another. Sure. It's, it's funny you mentioned that because um, we're recording this on Friday, February 19th. And, and yesterday, NASA landed a new you know, <laughs> vehicle on Mars, the, the Perseverance rover. So for you know, young technicians, you know, there may be an extraterrestrial opportunity in 20 to 30 years. Who knows? But uh, it's all sort of, of a piece. You know, what was once unimaginable is now here and we need to prepare for it. Right. And it didn't totally change our lives like it was depicted. So some of the old carries on and the new just has to kind of fit its way in. Sure, sure. So you've got your fingers steeped in training and in publication uh, of all sorts. So, you know, for North American uh, technicians, what, what are some of the best options for training out there? Where is where is training available? Well, I mean, that's one of the benefits. You know, there is a silver lining to what happened in 2020. And the fact that a lot of companies realize that because we're not in person, we need to have an online presence. So much of the training that has shown up is actually free. If you look around, you're going to find a fair amount of free training online that you're going to be able to use. And of course, there's going to be something you have to pay for, but you're going to get a much higher, better quality class when you do that. So I think that 2020 for all it's bad has actually brought training to us. And the other advantage to this, Jordan, is that I don't have to do it on my daytime. I can go home and do it. So being able to move training to a time what's good for me, I think that's one of the biggest things that holds techs back. Because if I'm in a shop and I'm doing training, I'm not making money. So if I can do my money making during the day and then go home and then sign on to one of these sites and take my training off hours, that's going to help me. Yes. Yeah. And that's a great segue to my next question. Um, you know, there are, there are surely some incredible free training uh, programs and opportunities out there. I would imagine many shop owners, however, are looking to actually spend a little money and get maybe a little more bang for their buck as far as maybe ongoing training memberships, uh, you know, maybe media library availability if they pay maybe a monthly or annual service. But, you know, training costs money, uh, not to mention the time and productivity uh, of a missing technician. So as a, you know, contemporary shop owner, how do I recoup my investment? Or what is maybe another way to think about my training investment? It's an investment. Your training is an investment. And like anything that you're doing, if you are investing in Bitcoin, what are you doing? You're putting money in a place and hoping it's going to grow. Um, I think training a technician has a much better and more guaranteed return on your investment than Bitcoin or anything else that you might be considering. Because if you have the right individual and you get them trained well, they're not going to have as many comebacks. They're not going to destroy things by accident because they, they know why they shouldn't do this. And in the long run, they're going to make you more money because they can work smarter. And, you know, there's some shops out there that they send work out because, you know, we have no one certified to do AC. Well, that's money in somebody else's pocket 
Why are you letting that happen? Get somebody trained in your shop to work on 1234YF and 134A so that you can keep that money in your business. You know, you're going to have to invest and make it happen, but keep that money in your business instead of giving it away. So you're going to benefit. And that's one of the things that I find kind of interesting is how shops, you know, getting certification for AC isn't that big. And when you think about it, the front end of the car is the part that gets hit the most and where's the condenser at? The AC system a lot of times is going to be affected by just about any kind of accident. You know, you bring up a great point and, you know, Richard Branson, the founder of, uh, you know, Virgin um, had said, you know, train people so they can leave, but treat them so they stay. Well, what if I get through pandemic year like this, I pour hundreds, if not thousands of dollars into an employee and he takes off, you know, once the course is complete, uh, what is your advice to shop owners or even technicians uh, who are dealing with that? Well, Henry Ford actually has a quote that's very close to that. And um, he, and I don't know it per se, so it's something we probably should look up, but it says something to the effect that is keeping people that aren't trained in, in his opinion is worse than having them train and leave. Mm -hmm. And I agree with that because, um, you know, think about the airbag system in the vehicle. If someone doesn't know how important it is not to pick that one module up that has the uh, device in there that tells it if the car is rolling, the all device, and they pick that up and they blow all the bags off, they just total the interior of a car. And one incident like that is a lot more expensive than getting your technician trained. And know what? If you're really concerned about them leaving, the treating them right is a good part of the equation, making sure that they want to stay and make sure that you're investing in a person that will stay. But you know what the flip side can be? You're going to pay for their training, but you can also have them sign uh, some kind of a document that says that, well, once you're done training, uh, you're committing to a year with me. And, you know, some of the uh, programs that they have for beginners, asset programs in the automotive field and whatnot, they do have these people sign on for two years, three years, and that's how they pay back for their education. So you are getting something for it. And hopefully you're building a relationship with that individual during that period of time that they're not going to want to leave. Sure, sure. Well, we focus a lot on technician training. But many shops employ more than just, you know, the manager or the owner and their technicians. You know, most have service advisors and some are even moving toward a dedicated customer service rep to keep up with social media, with follow-ups, you know, reducing comebacks and, and increasing revenue and, and ARO. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on training, let's, let's say, the, the non-tech employees? Well, Jordan, they are your employees and what they do affects your other employees and what they do affects your customers. So, yes, I'm going to say that not only training your people in the trenches in the bay, but training your people at that service desk and the people that interact with customers, people that interact with the insurance companies. Because when you can back up why you're saying we need to replace this part because you fully understand what's going to happen if we don't replace that part and that system's not going to operate, you have more faith in what you're saying so that you're going to persuade that, buy, that, that insurance company that this has got to be done. And then also, I mean, having your advisors communicate between the technician and the customer and being able to do it in such a way that the customer understands 
that's a key piece to customer relationships. So yes, let's not only train the folks that are out in the bays, but let's train the people that are here. And know what, if you have a customer representative, you know, as you mentioned, it's becoming more common, that person should really know the psychology of working with customers because many customers are going to leave a business because they had one bad experience. And if you have somebody that's trained where they're not going to allow that bad experience to happen, or if it does, they know how to turn it around, you know, turn it around upside down, that they can keep that customer and that's going to make a lot better business for your business. The only thing that I would say is don't be so involved in today. You know, we're, we're busy making our day go. Um, we're busy getting through today and putting out fires and all that. Step back from what you're doing and look into the future because one of the things that that can do and trainings involved with this is that you can now step back and start having those fires put out before they even start. So a lot of, lot of shop owners and shop people walk in every day and they just deal with what it is. But I, what I'm suggesting is to stop, take a step back and look what it is and then look in the future how you can change it. So at the end of the day, you're not you know, totally wasted. You, you're happy because you just had a great day and you fixed a lot of vehicles and made a lot of people happy. So that's my one thing is stop focusing on this, focus on the big picture. I think that's a great segue to uh, look to the future and, and end the podcast. So I'd like to thank John Burkhauser, JB, Director of Education at Bolton Technology. Thanks for listening to everyone out there on FenderBender.com. And we will post a few links to some fantastic training opportunities when we put this online. Thanks, John. Thank you, Jordan.